You're listening to the Comic Crusade Cast. I am your host, Al Mega, CEO of Crusaders and Undercover Capes. In this show, I'm sitting down with creators from all walks of life to talk about inspiration, process, the lessons they've learned, and a whole lot more. It's your boy Al Mega. Welcome to a brand new Comic Crusaders podcast, and I'm excited. Today I'm hanging out with a homie that, listen, I've been in Massachusetts. This guy has been in every con. He's like, who's stalking who here? <laughs> He's an amazing cartoonist, comic book creator with titles such as Boots and Pop, the, the Max Bug, which is a dope book that I have in my hands, you know, and we're going to be talking about that, and many more stories, you know, that's going to be coming. Let's meet this incredible creator, the one, the only, Mr. John, you skater! Swepa, how you doing? <laughs> hey, Al, how's it going? Thanks for having me on. Hey, brother, thank you for coming on and hanging out with me today. I mean, outside of a con. Yes, you, right. Right? Oh, my God. So, what's up, my brother? How have you been? I've been great. I've been awesome. Last time I saw you, I'm, I'm putting my watch down because it's dinging. Um, that last time I saw you was on the at Wicked Comic Con. So yeah, at Wicked, nice show for comic book creators. Absolutely, and the first time I saw you was Rhode Island Comic Con many years ago. I think it was the first or second show. That's, oh, yeah, I think that's when we first met. Of course, yeah. of course, absolutely. I saw the dope art, very you know animated looking art. I was, I was, ooh, what is this? No, so I had the pleasure of meeting this awesome creator, and I, yeah, every show in Mass, I, even New York, I run, I run it. John, he's an awesome independent creator. I mean, this is a guy, you know, you got to pick this man's brain. He's been in the game for a minute, and he's definitely been touring. I've seen him just about everywhere. Like I said, who's stalking who here? <laughs> That's kidding. right, yeah. No, we, we, we've definitely been been around, and I, I definitely am very excited to be part of this podcast. I know you've, you've definitely given me a lot of love over the years, and it's, this is just a fun, yeah, well, fun opportunity to so I'm, I'm happy to have you because now we get to tell the world, you know, all about your, your, your amazing comics and stuff. You know what I mean? Thank that you. you. got out there. So you know, let's start talking, you know, really back a bit. You know, let folks know where you're originally from and, and, and an early origin of why you fell in love with the genre. Yeah. Okay. So where I'm from, I'm from Massachusetts, right? Uh, no one else will claim me with an accent like this and the way that I talk. <laughs> But I've been in love with comics since I was old enough. To, actually, I learned to read on comics. And so we're going back to the 1970s, probably 1976, 77. And when all the other kids were all about the superheroes, they were about Spider-Man, they were about Batman, they were about super friends. I was a little bit of an oddball. I was into Disney duck books. So Donald Duck, Uncle Scrooge. And the reason why is my dad introduced me. My dad was a big fan when he was a kid. He kept his collection into his adult life, and he actually read a, read a book every day of pretty much of his life until the day we, we no longer had him. And so it was something that was always inspirational to me to have that, like, a different path. And so I loved the funny animal books. I loved, you know, again, Uncle Scrooge, Donald Duck, you know, Mickey Mouse, Goofy. And these, were the, these weren't Disney books. These were Dell books. These were books yes. and Whitman books. They were created by Carl Barks. They were created yes. by... Amazing you know, creators, yeah. All, all the greats in that regard. So that really kind of set the stage for me. You know what's funny, John? I remember as a kid, once I fell in love with comics, right? They used to do flea markets and mm -hmm. uh, at, at neighborhood flea markets. You know, everybody would come out here, let's, let's sell the stuff we don't need anymore, right? Sure, the neighborhood. Yeah. 
So there was this one oldie, older dude. He always had Disney comics. And just like you, I'm a Duck fan. You know, I love Donald. I love that angry. Hey, bro, I mean, is Donald Latino or what? It's a hothead, you know? Yeah. Hothead, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I used to, I fell in love with the Ducks. And anytime I had, when we would, I would look forward to every year to go. Because then my mom would give me like two bucks. And he was selling them for a quarter a pop. You know, so I was able to get eight books. You know, every year. Mm-hmm. Although God knows what happened to them, I think somebody bagged them because I knew a family—not a family member, but someone within the family—that was an older comic book collector. And he probably sold them things and bagged them, bro. Yeah, yeah, and that's and that ends up happening. They're, they're well read. The books that my dad had weren't in mint condition. A lot of them were coverless because they—that you just read them over and over again. And so that set that set my stage for really loving comics and and really enjoying it. When I was a bit older, I got into collecting superheroes. I collected the Avengers. That was like my big deal. And, and so gr- growing up into the superhero side of things was kind of po- part of what I was doing too. Love the silver and golden age. As I got you know, money as a, as a kid and I could invest in, I was immediately the one that was taking wall books off at New England Comics or, nice. or even, even at, looking for hunting them down at the flea markets for 12 cent covers, 10 cent covers if I could get them. So I really learned to love comics. I learned to love them for where they came from and where they were in the 80s and 90s. And so what kind of got me drawing comics, though, was probably I just wanted to be able to tell stories, to be be creative. I wanted to be able to tell stories that were inside my head. So the other stories, I was never good at, you know, drawing man or man. And I, those stories really didn't as much as the stories I can in my head and along I've, I've created some and story them yes I think you're having an audio issue oh. it's trying to skip a little bit far else slow down or I, no no I, I, it's like a clicking sound I, I, and it sounds like it's coming for you clicking your yeah. maybe it's my chair I'll, I'll try to nope Still no. <laughs> but, anyway, but, but you're My, breaking up less now. Okay. Okay. So, me growing that was an important part of my science fiction too. I love Star Wars. You know, I was these eighties. We used a lot of sci-fi involvement here. It was really a fun time to be a fan. I went to art school. My degree in art school. Um, and then I, I kind of tried when I got out. I did it for I first 90s. It really wasn't working for me. Am I able to hear me now or am I dropping Yeah, you're clicking a lot. Are you having a storm? Because I know we're both in Massachusetts and I know that I, I've had yeah. crazy storms today. I may, uh, let me take my audio out. See if it can go. Can, how, how about now, Al? A oh, hundred. There we go. Oh, see now I'm losing you. This is this shows you why I'm not in the uh, in the troubleshooting for audio. <laughs> well, you could yeah. use you could use the mic from your headset. You could do that at the bottom at the settings. So you could use the mic from your headset, but use the external speaker, and then I think it'd be fine. Use the mic from my headset and then the external speaker under yeah. settings. Yeah. Okay. Or 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 if your external speaker has a mic, do the opposite. You know. Yeah, because you sound nice with whatever you're using now. So, 
Okay. You, you the speaker in your ear, then you could do the speaker in your ear and the mic from wherever you're using now. So if I sound nice, I just put the air, AirPod back in my in my ear, and if maybe maybe that solved it, taking the second one out. Maybe because right now you're sounding great. Okay, then I won't bug. I won't. I won't bother anything. The mass um, bug that's figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah, I'm being. I'm, be, I'm being stymied by some of the the, the villains. Uh, so out out of college, I decided that you know I pursued comics. Didn't really make much of it. I mean, I, I went went the thing. I sent out my the portfolios to people and folks. Malibu showed some interest early on, and then Malibu, oh, wow, yeah. Well, they were bought out by Marvel, and then that was kind of then there. So I, I kind of let it, let it go, and I went on and found a. No, I wouldn't say it was a good job, but it was a job. Actually, it was a good job. It was a learning job. It taught me about working as a production artist. I was working as, you know, making what I call junk mail. Um, Okay. And during that time, thank thank you, thank you for sending me all the stuff I threw out there, right? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and this is well this is back and this was back at a time where you know the internet was still kind of relatively young. We were still within 10 years and so I was kind of pursuing my my creative side that way and I really wasn't thinking about comics again. I mean I was a fan. I definitely collected. I I read them. So I, you you never gave up on on that on that geeky side. You always kept within yeah. you know knowing what's going on you kept up with what what was possible. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Right. I was a, I was a huge fan and what happened to me by by surprise, and this is around two, late two thousand, mid to late two thousand four. The company I was working at, we hired this young guy, and he was right out of college. You know, just imagine that can-do go-getter. You know, he, bright future, like everything was was rosy. And you know, we became friends. And he, what I would do is I would draw little cartoons on post-it notes, and I'd put them over his cubicle on the wall and stick them there. And I do this, you know, throughout the course of the week, throughout the course of the, the months. And he's like, this is really good. Why aren't you making comics? I'm like, huh, let me tell you the story about why I'm not making comics. <laughs> and he wouldn't take no for an answer. He's like, you should be making comics. I came up with every excuse in the book why I shouldn't be making comics. I said, it co- I, I'm not going to work for a company because I don't really feel compelled to draw other people's characters. The indie comics had, have died. Self-publishing, it's expensive. I have no, no, nothing I could do here. He's like, why are you even going that way, old man? Web comics, <laughs> make a web comic. I'm like, I don't know anything about websites. Wait, wait, wait. So he literally, literally like looked at you and said, oh my God, that's not what I'm talking about, old, old geezer, you. Pretty much, yeah. Oh, he was, he, yeah, he was, again, fresh out of college and he, and he had a web And you knew nothing web. about web comics. You knew nothing about this, that they even existed. At this point, I don't think I did. I really didn't because he he educated me. He's like, you got to check out Penny Arcade. At the time, Penny Arcade Ooh, was, wow. was the biggest. Um, you got to check out Little Gamers. You've got to check out VR Cats. And so I start looking at these. I'm like, wow, this is pretty fun. But I still don't know anything about making websites. And you need to know how to make a website. And he said to me, he said, look, I can show you how to make a website in 15 minutes. I'm like, bull, you can't do that. And he was like, no, no, I can't. I'm like, again, I'm, I'm finding every reason not to do it. <laughs> and so he he took me outside at lunch, brought his laptop in, and we sat there, and he literally showed me how to make a website in 15 minutes. He, it was no the way. old school way of drawing and illustrating it in Adobe Illustrator, cutting cutting it out with slices, and then uploading and exporting and uploading HTML. I'm like, wow, this is mind-blowing that I can now have no excuse 
to make a comic and put it in front of he an audience. He made sure you had no excuse. <laughs> he, he absolutely did. And to this day, I, I give him all the credit for motivating me and waking me up and doing this. And frankly, because of that, point. all of my successes I've had, whether it's be career-wise or just feeling personal, have really come out of the creation of the webcomic. And that webcomic was Boots and Pup. And I, I created the characters in my head and then on paper back in, when I was in high school. So they, so we're talking 2005 here, but I created them back in 1989. And oh, wow. what I, what I had done is back in about the mid nineties, I thought, well, I'd take them and develop them into a comic strip that I could maybe sell to a syndicate or, or pitch to a syndicate. And so I really did the work in developing the characters, making them the looks that pretty much how they are now did some sample comics. But then I put that away. I never really pursued it beyond that. So when it was time to start a webcomic, I pulled out all my notes, all my papers on it, all my illustrations, and I used my model sheets to create the characters that would go into the webcomic. There are a couple of other things that I had to figure out. Like I had to figure out how I wanted to draw them. I knew I wasn't going to draw them traditionally. Yeah. I wanted to draw them digitally. So this is 2005. We didn't have have Wacom tablets. At that time, or we did, we may have, we couldn't afford them. We, or oh yeah, yeah, it was it out. was new technology. You had to wait till all all, all the uh, people that could afford it could could, could check it out, and, and then they lowered that price point finally. Yeah, Jeez. yeah. So, so I bought one for my daughter last year. She's a right. designer. Yeah. Oh, oh, good, excellent. I mean, it's it's a it's a wonderful tool, but I didn't have the the ability to use one at the time. But I wanted to be digital. I wanted to be vector. I knew I wanted to have clean lines. I wanted to be able to work in Adobe Illustrator and be able to make my comics in a way that I could, I could kind of work, work them and design because I was a designer yeah. and I, I wa- felt like I had a, that aspect to what I was doing, but I really didn't know Adobe Illustrator that well. And so I, I spent two weeks in t- 2004 teaching myself how to use Adobe Illustrator to the point where I could make a comic. And so that's All how right. it began. And so in, in, February twenty February twenty first so of how'd you learn it though? I mean, what were you did you actually buy, buy the the the, the uh, Adobe for, for dummies or YouTube yeah. or or just no, you, YouTube yeah, YouTube was brand new in two thousand five. I don't oh, think no, that's that they right, were, that's right. They weren't yeah. doing that yet. They yeah. weren't doing they weren't well, doing that. Look folks, look at this guy. He actually picked up a book. <laughs> and so maybe some I, videotapes. <laughs> I did it through trial and error. When when I graduated oh, wow. when right. I graduated college, we were still pretty much doing things the old way. We were doing copy, paste, paste up. We were doing rubber cement, you know, photostats. We did have the computers at the cl- in classes, but the teachers didn't even know how to teach them. We had to kind of learn to teach all- along the way. It was you were teaching new- them. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. And so getting becoming proficient with Adobe Illustrator was really about just sitting down and doing it, saying, I had this idea. I wanted to draw this illustration. How do I draw it? And it works pretty much, I always describe it as like cutting paper. It's like those first self yeah. cartoons where the paper's layered over each other. And if you think of it that way and, and paper cuts and, and how you, you arrange them on the page, that's pretty much how, how, I, how I think about it, how I do it. Yeah, I and mean, so here's a beautiful example that, of the gorgeousness. Well, uh-huh. thank you. That's the first one. And that, that was done back in 2000, February of 2005. 
And oh, that took wow. me six six hours to make that. And I thought to six myself, six hours. Wow. I thought, how am I going to do this three times a week? Because at that time, it was three times a week. Well, that's eighteen hours right there, boy. Well, and so <laughs> I really, but I, but there was a fire rolling and there was something I really wanted to do. And so I started doing it. I started doing it three times a week. And you can actually, if you're, if you like to investigate, you can go back to the Wayback machine and see how the website looked back then, 2005. So I did this and then I, I, I always assumed that I'd get faster, which I did. And now I can, I can do one of these in about an hour hour and a half if I, you know, if I'm getting, if I'm getting detailed, but what had happened here, another thing happened is as I'm making these, I'm looking at the statistics because we didn't have Google analytics back then connected to the website. We just had basic GoDaddy analytics. Mm-hmm. And I'd see like, I'd see, wow, three people visited, visited the website. Read, <laughs> like, that's awesome. Then I'd see seven people. Then I'd see 14 people. So I'd nice. see it start to grow. But what happened about seven or so comics in is I got my first piece of, of mail in, in regards to the comic. And let me tell you, it was, it was heartbreaking. Some guy or girl, I don't know, they didn't sign it. They only signed it their, 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 their moniker at the time, mm-hmm. came in and basically ripped me a new one and said it was awful. What I was doing was I, I, it wasn't funny. It was terrible. The characters were not memorable. There was nothing good about it. Um, and it's like it's like who what would motivate somebody to go and do that i don't i'm not somebody who's going to go out and if i don't like something yeah my buddies might know i don't like it and it may be you know in passing but it's it's free entertainment i mean at the end of the day there wasn't even anything constructive there it was just really it was somebody being an an asshole it's somebody being an asshole that's what it really was and some people have nothing better to do I don't really even want to give them that much credit. This, you know, now we're looking 18 years later. But what happened out of this is that I, I really did come to that point of, well, do I stop doing this? Because clearly I'm not to the level. I don't, what, what, what am I going to do? I mean, is this worth doing and pursuing? And so I thought about it. And then I said, you know what? This is something that I was missing. I wanted to continue to do, and not only did I want to continue to do it, I'm going to do it. I'm going to get better with it. And so my reaction was basically, I created the Boots and Pup fan club and signed this person up as the first as the first member. Sent them the, sent them the email and said, "Hey, you know, thank you for joining. Here's your membership number. Everything else, call it a day." So I continued doing it, and not a week later, I get another piece of mail. This time, it's great. And not only is it great, this person is loving and what I'm doing, what I'm creating, loving the vibrance, loving the characters, the fun in it. And this person not only was loving what I was doing, this person was a fan of webcomics and created their own webcomic. And not only that, they were an animator working for Fox at the time. What? And I'm like, this is pretty amazing that I could go from some undescribed person, you know, trashing my stuff, hating it, to somebody who I would be a fan of, who I am a fan of. I think he's an amazing talent. And I'm glad to see that he's like still out there and he's still owning, you know, the type of work he does. But that they can come and they could completely say, hey, I love this. This is this is great. And it really just, you know, cemented for me that I love doing this and I'm going to always love doing this. And also I'm going to encourage people to do this. 
I came out of nowhere with nothing, and here we are. We are eighteen years later. Eighteen. You hear this? Oh, I salute you. Are a veteran, sir. I salute you, man. (laughs) Wow. We had. You know, how should we do the salute for comments? Should we do the Benny Hill style? You know, (laughs) because you know, for real, man. I appreciate it. That's awesome. And indie comics, I mean, folks, and he's doing dope stuff. I mean, we're gonna learn even more. So, you know, what's the biggest lesson out of the, your Boots and Pups journey? So it is, if you, have, if you have an idea, you have a dream, you do follow it. And that you, sometimes, you know, the dream may need to take a back seat for a bit. Sometimes it needs to be at the front seat driving and going downhill at, at a fast rate. It's just stick with it because every other success I've had creatively in my, in my career has come out of making this comic. It, I can link back every every milestone to the fact that I picked up the mouse. And by the way, I draw with a mouse. I don't know if I've ever really put that out there. What? Yeah, yeah. You don't I use draw, a pen. You draw with no. a mouse. I draw, and it's an old Intel Intel mouse from from <laughs> Microsoft, right? And, and so I literally wow. is that like the first one? <laughs> no, one? I, I have I have like seven of them because I have to buy them off eBay and I'm paying a premium for them. It's the only tool I know I, I really know how to use well, on the computer. And so I, I, I will buy them. And if I, I drop them, I break them all the time. So but I, I still I still have the first ones I was using. But yeah, I, I draw with a mouse. I drew everything wow. vector in Adobe Illustrator. I do sometimes will draw like the mass bug started out with, with hand drawings. And then I, I brought it in and I traced everything with, with the with the mouse. Yeah. Um, but I'm also I'm also I'm a lefty. But I do all my comic out with my right hand because no. Yeah, I mean, that's just like that. The hell? Nobody told me in college that I could take the mouse and move it from the right side of the keyboard to the left side of the keyboard. I didn't know. So I learned how to use the mouse like a right handed person. Oh, shit. Yeah. (laughs) So all my work. Yeah. Yeah, There's no way I could use my shoe on my left. It it would take me a while to adjust. Yeah. Oh, it took. It, it took quite a well, I'd say it probably took the first year in college of using computers to, to get used well, to it. You're blowing my mind. So, have you ever tried with a pen though, J- just out of curiosity? Yeah, I, I have an iPad Pro, I've had Wacom tablets in the past, and they've always just what I do, I, I play games on the iPad, and then the Wacom <laughs> is literally sitting somewhere in storage. I've never used it beyond that. If I, if I had to, I mean. Yeah, I, I just, I, I, it's just so much been a part of me for the last 18 years that I don't think that I would make comics any other way, um, okay. which is, which I've never really thought about. And I've never really talked about it either, because I just assume people don't care that, you know, how do you make the comics? Is, but yeah, it's, it's how I do it. And that's, that's you know, that, that, that comes down to all the vector, you know, th- this is a hundred percent vector artwork. It's all, I can scale this. Look at that um, folks. I can scale it up really big, really Ooh. small. Yeah, you showing yeah. off. Let me show off my. I have it too, folks. You know what I mean, I got a copy Sorry. too. No, no, you can show it off. I'm just telling people. Look, I got one too. You see? Yes, Al. Al has Amazing. one. And Al, Al has a special version of it. Al has the 12 cent cover version, and the 12 cent cover version was created specifically as a preview to folks that I really dig and enjoy at Comic-Cons that I wanted to hand out to him. Yeah, and he I... was so kind. I couldn't believe it. And I love the book. What a, what a nice character. And, what you know, again, different from what you're doing 
with with Boots and Pup, which is great. Yes. I dig yeah. that. So how did how, how did this one come about? So Mass Bug was actually the pro last project I was working on back in the '90s for comics. I I went through. I, I created this world, created the Bible, created two comics worth of stories, and I shopped it around a little bit back then. I think maybe two or three publishers. Nobody was interested, which I get it. And so I just kind of packed it away. And I would have kept it packed away if I didn't release a book back in 2012 that had the finished artwork that I had at the time into a into just a preview freebie black and white book that I had at, at the cons and what happened was and I are you are you familiar with the the gang at rubber chicken comics well man big j absolutely I lived in blackstone so okay. out of the two shops you know and I mean I, I I love friendly neighborhood comics too and a shout out mm -hmm. but man but my man Jay man with, with some those wall books man <laughs> yeah. he was so, great so you know, and he what doesn't break your wallet. He's one of the fairest, uh, I think, oh comic shops in Bellingham, Massachusetts. Hence, uh, folks, I'm not getting paid for this, and neither is yep. John. But but we could tell you, this is a, a traditional, awesome, welcoming comic shop. Goodness, the guy wants to move his inventory, and great prices. My God, absolutely. J Jay and the gang are, are amazing, and then and what right happens? Out. They got a hold of the book and. Every time I'd see him, I'd see Joe Madero's. They would be like, oh, Boots and Pup, great. Boots and Pup, great. But when are you going to do Mass Bug? And it was like, when are you going to do it? And it was like every year, it was, when are you going to do it? I'm like, oh, I'm working on it. And I'm working on it. Did so they finally, tell you what it was about Mass Bug that they liked you know, initially? I think, I think it was the, the fact that it was a hero, that it, it kind of played tongue-in-cheekish. I, I mean, you'd definitely be best to ask them what – attracted them to it but it was enough that they were continually asking when would we see this and then as a matter of fact if you want to own a copy of mass bug today you can go to bellingham and pick up a copy because right now they're the only comic shop that's carrying it and that's Whoa. because i i bumped into one of their 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 faithfuls josh at terrificon and I, I gave him a stack i said take these back and please sell them so you can pick it up. You don't have to pay shipping. Don't have to pay anything else. Mass Bug number one is available there for all your glory. And 100% of the profits to that issue is going to go back to Rubber Chicken because they are that great. They're an they amazing. Are. They have amazing an amazing stuff. indie section. I mean, cause, and not just independent in the publishing world, but rather local independent creators. They mm -hmm. support Massachusetts creators to the core so for real that see, those are the type of shops i love you know they give back to the community you know what i mean and the community yeah. gives to them because you know you see them in service to them hanging out they do great sales every, you know every season that again you know you got to sneak in boxes if you're married <laughs> <laughs> yeah no for sure they're great and i can't say enough good things about them and so that but they're supporters and i i've really loved that over the past 10 years at least i think that i met them in rhode island perhaps oh, it's, wow. it, it's it seems like um it's hasn't been forever but 10 years is, that's that's turning into forever dude it's a decade jeez when you look at it yeah. like it's a decade <laughs> and, and they also have their own line of comics that they're putting out they have their ace chicken comic they just yeah, released one called liner which lo lo looks crazy good it's horror type story that takes place on a boat or a cruise ship yeah. so i have yeah. a couple of their specials and i have they, they had a variant for a comic you know 
Again, I, mm-hmm. I also support the shop because, again, when they treat their customers well, if they're doing some product, let's, let's buy it too, baby. That's how you support indie. Get that done. So, man, tell folks, tell folks who is this cool-looking cat right here in the mask bug. Yeah, so the mask bug, it's a story about a guy named Wally Good. He's your everyman. He's a, he's a schlub. He's somebody that is just, <laughs> you know, he's a good guy, but he doesn't have really much of a direction in what he's doing. And he gets caught up in something that he wasn't quite expecting, makes a decision to become the hero. And in becoming the hero, he ended up ends up having to save the day. But the question is, does he? And it's it, it, it kind of plays to what I really love about comics. It goes back to my love of the those Golden and Silver Age books. I was a huge fan of Jack Cole. I have a coverless, coverless copy of Plastic Man number one that I've had since I was a kid. What and it's just, you do? Yeah, yeah. It's 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 one of those books that you learn from. You look at, you see, and and so I love the idea of an ensemble cast too. I think there might be twelve characters introduced in this comic. I don't even think and, it feels like I've done that. I like theater, and so I want there to be a theater quality to it. I really want it to feel from personal. The get, so from the get, it was you knew you want, this was going when you created this. This is going to be a large ensemble. Yes, yes, and wow. and more. It, it's growing, and one of the, since I wrote the story back in the mid nineties, it's it was old me finishing young me. So I, <laughs> I was I was you know in my twenties when I created this, and now I, I just I just hit fifty oh. last year. Oh wow! So, Look at that. Yeah. There we go. You know, half a century. You know, half a century. Yeah. Let's keep the words and not the numbers, and that we could see how, how much you've done here. So I got to ask here, because there's always mm-hmm. that, oh, if I knew then what I know now. So you kind of really had that opportunity to see something you created then mm-hmm. and apply this knowledge from now. What did, did you change anything, update anything you know, from the stuff when you saw it, when you, when you first looked at it now? So I finished it as I had created it. Okay. Just so I could, I could get, get to that point. And then when I, I sat on it and I read it, there were some things that I said, no, I don't know that they've aged well. And I think one of the things that that didn't, or not that they didn't age well, but being now where I'm at, I, I have more insight into how my characters would think after going through and experiencing life for the last 30 years. Okay. So what, what I did is I, I finished it the way that I, I saw it. And this is the only book that I've worked with another person on. And the, I only worked with another person. What? As an editor, I brought I brought on somebody who who I trust, and not only do I trust, I think is an amazing talent who is on their way to being one of those people that you're like, wow, their work is amazing. So I brought I asked my my friend and someone again who I really really love their work, and it's just a wonderful person, Jenny Wood, to come on board and edit for me. And so after you know. Maybe it was about a month of, of, of reviewing it. I got it's a 24 page comic. I received back 21 pages of notes, which was amazing. What? Yeah. Oh, well, they were all they, they, they were they were reinforcing notes, yeah, in some ways, of course. Um, I mean, and I'm not saying like, oh, damn, I'm saying like, wow, that, that's oh, a lot of input. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And one of the one of the things the that came I'm out of it. Well, one one of the things that came out of it for me was, hey, don't focus so much on the on the being so technical, which I was. Focus on why comics are fun, and so I was able to step back and and 
add some fun dialogue. I was able to step back and, and make the, make it really, you know, the scenery chewing with the villains and make it, make it the, you know, the funny catchphrases like on the cover, you know, the, the character telling the mass bug to buzz off. Hmm. And, but also out of it was a little, a bit of an adjustment to the ending that was, it got in my head. I knew I had to change because it didn't, it didn't sit right. And so that, that, that's really, you know, the only change I made, but it was one that I had, I knew probably needed a change. And I had that reinforcement some from someone I trusted that I did, but yeah, it, it's great. It's, it's, a, it's about Wally, Wally good. It's about his on again, off again, girlfriend, Margot. These two characters will continue to be the main focus of the comic. I'm, I'm envisioning it's a four, it's four, four books to, to start. I already have it plotted out books, two, three, and four. It's, there's some changes, changes that will happen to the character, right? He won't be the same as when he started versus how he ends. Issue number one is an origin issue. So you do, and it's a full story. You, you There's no yep, to be a continued. beautiful full old comic book right there, baby. Yeah. And it's, it, it, it's, it's got, you know, Look nice, at that. I mean, I, I colored it. I lettered it. I, I use uh, Nate Picos's Blambot fonts for my, my lettering. He's another big time supporter of indie comics. I try to exclusively use his fonts and all my stuff that I wow. do. Okay. So yeah, it, it's just, it was a fun project. I'm really looking to get it into more hands. I appreciate you again, you know, bumping into me and taking a copy. Well, um, I mean, it, it's a gorgeous book. I mean, you know, I, I mean, look at this book and it is a full comic, as he says, wonderful, beautiful art. And to think that this is a one man show folks, a one man show doing yeah. this wonderful book. I mean, <laughs> That's amazing, brother. I mean, there's not many of you out there that, that, that you know, basically put on the full show, but now, you know, minus the e- editing, you know, mm-hmm. you know, now, but that, that, that's great on you. I mean, that, that, that uh, again, pure independent creator, you know, and we were talking about you even, you know, to produce, you know, this book, you went out of pocket. You said, I need to make this happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's no, no crowdfunder. You're not going to be amazing. Wow. on Kickstarter. You can order it directly from comics.com, and that's K-O-M-I-K-Z.com. You can see me at, at comic shows. I won't be doing any more this year, but I'll be out. Oh, all that's over it? Next You're year. done? I'm done, done this year. year. Yeah, yeah. So I, no I Rhode Island Comic Con, no Plastic City this weekend? No, no. And I and I, I, I really want to try Plastic City. I hear a lot I hear of great very things. good things. Yeah, very yeah. good things, especially from the vendors that are out mm-hmm. there and the artists like – People actually again, but it's also a show that's focused on comics. comics right. You know, and right. just like Wicked, you know, something that you know, look at San Diego this year, you know, because of the strikes, they, you know, the, the creators, comic creators, what it was intended for, actually had a moment to shine. Yeah, no, it, it, that was thing. a that's good opportunity. Comics. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and Rhode Island is one of those shows I've always loved. They've been great to me. It's just I haven't been able to do it because it, it does crash and coincide with with other events that are happening in my life. Okay. So it's been tough to do that. However, it's a great show. They have, I mean, I'm looking, they have the whole cast of Futurama, it looks like happening now. Oh, yeah, 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 man. Yeah, Katie's the go. And I saw that. I said, you got Peggy. <laughs> yeah. I, I was, because I, I had that name on my head because I was watching my other show, you know, they was just on like on Pluto. I was like, oh, man, I haven't seen this in years. And I'm like, you know, yes, that show cannot exist today, but, Man, you know, it was funny. It was funny for for what it was. It was funny. 
Yeah, no, they're doing a great job. And, and I did Terrific On, which was also a great show. I, uh, my Mitch, first time well, doing it. Shout out to Mitch. Mitch yeah. Halleck puts an amazing sh- and, and an independent comic book show at that. I yes. mean, he come out of pocket. That's all Mitch, son. We salute and respect to homie like that. Yo. Yeah. So how oh, was the it, show for you? It was great. I mean, I loved it. I loved the the vibe. The personnel were, were awesome. They they really paid attention. Just when you walk into the well, that's the one thing, and not that it's a bad thing, but walking. There's a lot of walking involved. I did 25 miles over three days of walking oh, between. Hey, but you must yeah. feel good, like maybe to take on the world after that. <laughs> I was, I was, I, I definitely, I definitely enjoyed my time there. He had it was one of the first shows I've been to where I brought a stack of comics to be signed by other professionals and creators that were there. Oh, you geeked we, out. I, I did. I geeked I, out. I mean, time. bro. I mean, they had what? what I mean, Walt Simonson, you know, to name like a legend. Walt on Simons, tech. yeah. I mean, Absolutely. What? Ron Friends was there too. Which yeah, Ron Friends. Alan Davis. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. It was just, and then Chris Claremont was at the other end. Yeah, and Claremont, and he had a hell, heck of a line too. P- people, you know, showing him that love, you know, show those, these creators love. That's right. I was, yeah, no, he, he, I, I felt that vibe. It was so, so, so great. Yeah, no, it was it was a great show, and I definitely look look to look to doing again. And I, you know, we need more shows in New England like that. And not to say Wait, we don't. Oh, don't um, you worry. No, no, no. You're right. We don't. Not on that level. You know, we have great shows. We do. Not 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 for nothing. But on that type of level, I mean, come on. You know, as an adult, it's a comic con show over it's a casino <laughs> yeah you, you know you guys want to throw fun and guess who's gonna meet at, at on the show floor my my crusader bud shout out to bud he takes vacation that weekend rents the telly and just hangs out the comic book creators you know having a good time you know at dinners the bar at the show just doing his thing he goes bro the way the the, the stories you get from these guys and oh, yeah. their brain is just amazing, especially after they had one or two. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, no, that's always a fun part, and that's always a fun part of, of having these events and going there is that you get to be with be with contemporaries. You get to also be with people that are legends and that people that really inspired or, or you know kind of give you that spark to create and spark to do. And so it was. It's just great having those opportunities. I am at a, at a small show on sunday in plymouth it's going to be at the new world tavern it is called it's a small press expo so they're going to it's it's called pints and pages so it's from 12 to 5 and i will have copies of the mass bug and all my boots and pup there uh boots and pup comic boots and pup comics are available on amazon so you can do a search there just um, go to his instagram he has an instagram right boots and pup and right there on his bio folks he has links his, to his books. I mean, he, he he's a hustler. He'd be hustling. For real. Yeah. You know, you got all the links right there. It has a nice drop-down list. You know, buy all of them. That, that's what I recommend. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Of course, I mean, I have the mass book, but I also have the, the Boots and Pup, you know, the, the, the nice Archie Digest size. I, 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 yeah. I dig that size so much, you know? So, know. Awesome. Thank you. And and the web comics are available to read for free on bootsandpup.com, so... We definitely have an opportunity. And the links will be below as well, right there. Look, bootsandpup.com, you know, comics, you know, K's, folks, and a Z at the end, .com, links will be below. This is where you get that awesomeness. He already told us you got only one more show 
one more chance to see him in person, and then nada until next year. I mean, do you already know what's the first show next year? So at least people can start lining up for their copy uh, of Mass Bug right now. And start yeah, camping I think. I, well, I, I think it's. I think it's gonna be gonna be Wicked Con. Um, All right. I, I love the, the the people that put that show on too. You know, they they do a great great show with that. I already signed. I signed up the, before I even left the floor on the. Oh on the damn! One. Yeah. You say give me a contract now. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah. gotta be back. Uh, again, folks, you know you gotta hit this man up. He's a legend. You know you've seen how long he's been in the game. Wonderful books. I mean, coming from webcomic, draws with a mouse. Come on. I mean, with my he, with my right hand, with my right hand, as a lefty, insane, yes. folks, insane. I mean, but again. The, the, the skill level, if you visit those websites, is just a testament, you know, to that journey he's had. So, John, as a fan, as a friend, you know, I just want to say thank you, bro, for just sharing your, your story with us, you know, the, your, your art, everything. I mean, I appreciate that, that, you, that you're bold and brave enough to have done that. A big salute and shout out to your friend that gave you the swift kick in the ass to, to give you no room for excuses. So a big shout out to the homie there as well. What's his name? His name's John. As, John as his another name. John. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So to the other John, a shout out to you. You know, we need more people like you in the world, you know, especially when there's talented people like that out there that just doubt themselves. No, you know, just damn, you're you're good. Stop it. Great, great way to look at it, Al. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely, man. And there we go, folks. And again, I'm gonna show it one more time. Just one more time. But the links are below. Follow the big man right here on social at Boots and Pup. And of course, please. Visit the website at bootsandpup.com and comics. That's K-O-I-K-Z or Z for you in the UK dot com. All right. <laughs> when they when I heard Z, I'm like, what are you talking about the Power Rangers for? It's Z. You know, I thought they were talking about Lord Z. <laughs> I'm a geek. I'm a, I'm, oh, isn't it? Again, yeah. and that's one villain I gotta add to my sauce because he did look pretty cool. All right. <laughs> so uh, with that, folks. Love you guys. Thank you for tuning in. You know, again, t- you know, subscribe, turn on those notifications so you can know when we're talking to more amazing creators like John, not just on Comic Crusades podcast, but outside the panels with my, my big homie, Johnny the Machine Hughes. You know, you got Sloppy Spoilers with DT. You got Cinema Crusaders with Nam. We got K-pop column with Frey. I mean, we got so many shows. Shows galore. All right. The Finnish Crusade No Price podcast is tune in. All right. You'll know when they're showing everything premieres. And with that, I'm out, Mega. Come to this podcast. Hasta la próxima, mi gente. Keep creating. Wepa! Thank you for listening to the Comic Crusaders podcast. If you like the content, please subscribe and turn on notifications. Also, please visit ComicCrusaders.com and our extended podcast family over at UndercoverCapes.com. And also, make sure to download the Comic Crusaders app on the Google Play Store today. 